Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going down? Radio. What's going down, man? What's up, y'all? This is Lardy Miss Clardy on Blog Talk Radio. And I have an update for you. The show on Run Your Mouth Night is canceled today due to a Schedule conflict. Run Your Mouth Night will return tomorrow night, March 24th at 7.30 p.m. And you know for sure that we have all Thursdays, even though sometimes, you know, we have to reschedule some things. But Child Support News will always be at 4.30 p.m. with Alpha C. Hales from Family First International. We apologize for the inconvenience. However, I will play one of my throwback episodes on Are You a Hater? For all of y'all out here in Cali don't know, all right, since I'm out here now, tell me what you think about it. And by leaving a comment on my profile below or send a comment on Facebook forward slash W Clardy. Twitter me also at Lardy Miss Clardy, or just follow me here on my profile. And thank you for your understanding and patience. I hope you enjoy this episode on Are You a Hater? Blog Talk Radio.
where that was coming from. That was coming from OJ's. Yeah, y'all going to be listening to a little bit of old and new as we go. I hope y'all like the music tonight. So welcome to the Lordy Miss Party and Company on BTR for June 30th, 2013. I am your host. Lordy, Miss Clardy, and your co-hosts for this evening are Strong Power and Soul Sister Love. Pay them, pay I like the four chops better than I did those days. I don't care. Damn. Uh-huh. Hi, haters. Hi, haters. Haters, haters, haters. That's right. That's right. So we are coming at you live from New York and through Columbus, Ohio, with good news and bad news if necessary. And tonight it's going to be some good news going around here. So come and join us as we bring fresh news to you. This is the place to be and to be heard on Lottie Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And tonight, we have an awesome show for you, and we're going to say it's our business to tell your business, whatever it is. So if you hate us and don't know it, it gets greater later, so just stay with us. While we unfold the best hater show ever, ever, ever. That's right. And you ain't going to forget it. And you might want to do a hater's confession after it's all over. Now get your seatbelts on. We going for a ride, y'all. Turn y'all speakers down so we don't get static and reverb and get on the line and call in at this call-in number of 7884-8684. That number again is. 347-884-8684, and press the number one on your keypad to talk to us on the show. If you choose, we will be right back.
know, we got a little ministry going on here where we yeah. tell you we got a mystery. Messages in our music. Yeah, we trying to get you ready for the stage. So, welcome back. This is the Lardy Miss Clardy and company on BTR. And if you ain't on the line, get on the line. This is the number you should call, 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And for those that may not even have a phone or many minutes left on their phone, you can call in at this call-in number, which is a toll-free number at 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. Check this out. If you want to call in and talk to us, push the number one on your keypad and We'll have you on the line and say whatever you want to say on tonight, because tonight is haters' night, all right? So let's begin, okay, with our first topic. And on the first topic, it's about soap operas and reality shows. That's my favorite reality show. That's your favorite? I What's your favorite? You can't say it? Oh, okay. No, because they, they dwell on, on vision and all that crazy stuff. Well, well, for all of y'all out there that's listening, because we already ready to go, who is your favorite character that play on your favorite TV soap or reality show? Why do you love or don't love the character of that person? And what draws you to continue to tune in television soap opera reality shows? Now, we get ready to start off first with Soul Sister Love. Soul Sister Love. Tell us, who is your favorite character that play on, as we now know, reality <laughs> show? All right? I do love Okay, well, tell, tell us tell us a little bit. One of my favorites are the, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, you got oh, to love trip. Mimi. You got yeah, to love Mimi. Mimi is a trip. Mimi is, like Mimi. I love it. Mimi is a mess. She keeps it real, but she keeps it real. But she got a little hater in her. Oh, God, she She got a little hater in her, but... She's real about her hate. Uh, like She's she real. She's pretty she's real. If you love hate, at least keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. Don't be hating. Do you want to know why I think she talks about money? Because well, yeah. I think she was a victim of hate. Uh, I think Nene yeah, was a victim of hate. She paid for chasing the way she was. That's right. Yeah. She, that too. Mm-hmm. That as well. Mm-hmm. But I also think she was, a lot of people hated on her because of her background, stripping. Dancing and then marrying the uh-huh, the, the uh-huh, gentleman, uh-huh. Greg, mm-hmm. and I think she was just a victim of hate. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and I, I hear what you're saying about poverty, but we talk about hateration. Yeah, right. you know, so I think she was a victim of hateration, and now she's putting it out there like, in her words, bloop. It's not, it's, it's, it's 
fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's fun or not. I ain't did it yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if I got an all-expense-paid trip to Anguilla, it'd be fun. Say Anguilla. <laughs> I'm not paying to go to the Bahamas or wherever. Okay. Do you think, do you believe but I think the underlying. Are they really serious or is this a show? It's a show. It's a show. Not, it's a show. It's still a show. It's, yeah. it's, it's there to make money. It's there to entertain. And, it, and what it's doing, if you've noticed, since we're talking about, you know, we mentioned briefly about soap operas, there's not even that many soap operas on the air. Mm-hmm. Talk shows and reality shows are quickly replacing scripted television. Mm-hmm. So out with the soap operas and with reality shows. I, I, uh, so. I think it's breeding divisiveness. I think it's causing, you might call me a head because I might not like yeah, those oh. reality shows. Put hate. I'm just kidding about that. I'm going to Go confess ahead. tonight. Confess. I hate those reality shows who show, who try to make one person look greater and another person look less. They get on there and talk about each other's mama and their daddy and that you got more money than I got. And if they're doing it for the money or whatever they're doing it for, it's breeding some type of diversion or some type of divisiveness. Jack, Jack, too? Oh, Lord, have mercy. He was even a trip. But if you 
know anything that you liked about any of your TV characters, whether they were reality shows or soap operas, call in at the call-in number now, because we ain't supposed to be on this show uh, entertaining. Y'all got to come in and say something, too, all right? I think so, what's interesting, I'm, I'm, my bad. Go ahead. What's go ahead. interesting, I think, about soap operas and oh, reality man. television is what they do is they give you a safe environment to hate. <laughs> Not that it's right. Not that it's okay, oh, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter how many times you go to church. It doesn't matter. A safe environment to hate. Yes. Because you can, <laughs> soap operas is a little bit safer as far as um, being able to hate because you're hating a character. Nutter, um, Mayor Nutter, he came from D.C., 
Um, yeah. Came out. He's, he's he's been our mayor now for a few years, and I, I don't like I don't like his message. Like he came to Philly and he wanted to rule Philly, you know, with an iron fist, like he did DC, and it kind of turned civilian against police officers. Like he put the first week, people like a hundred and twenty-two police officers in, in urban neighborhoods. Then like two months later, he put like three hundred and fifty <laughs> streets out. It was like the Goonies, man. We're walking around and it's like three cops just walking up and down your block. You know, everybody oh, wow. was on lockdown. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I left Philly for a while. Yeah. Well, you know what, Philly? You know, it's a pleasure to have you on the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR sharing with us. So, sister, want to have something to say to you, okay? I have a question okay. for you. Do you think? Do you think when we watch things like the reality shows and soap operas and whatnot, do you think those encourage folks to hate? Hmm. No, I think the recession got people hating. You know, we say we watch reality shows that we can't necessarily do and look the way they look, and you know that. I think that kind of you know. And now with, with Twitter and everything, you know, Instagram, everybody, you know, we think we are starring our own rights. So it's like when you do see people on reality shows, some some of even probably your favorite artists that you grew up admiring, I don't know if you guys are, you know, from the 90s like I am, but when you see them on TV and they acting like, you know, people from off the block, you know, I think it do kind of encourage us to act crazy a little, you know, a little more crazier than we, we normally act, but... I think we, we're all responsible for ourselves, you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We got three different generations here. I'm from the 60s and 70s, and we got the 80s and the 90s here, so we just covering the whole game. Oh, yeah. And it's good to hear a young brother, you know, up on what's going on, and it sounds like to me that you're not allowing your environment to deal with what's going on inside your heart. Right. Right. That's great. And you just you surround yourself with positive people. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you, how do you keep from becoming that which you hate yourself? Um, I, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? How do you keep from coming becoming that which you hate? Because hey, oh, um, yeah. well, ahead. I mean, I'm 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 27. So right now, my my main focus in life is just climbing the corporate ladder. Like I'm school right. and work. Right. You know, that's all I know. I don't I don't know anything else. Ain't got like, time I'm not for out hate. Of so you ain't mm-hmm. got time for hate. No, you. No, I ain't got time for hate. hate. I'm out. I'm trying to get my money so I could do things. I, <laughs> You know, my mom, you know, she, she she raised us to believe that there's always somebody out there that's better than you, so you have to work harder, you know, just uh-huh. to make your place known here in life. So I've I never really been one, hey, I'll just go out and get it, you know, work right. hard and get it. I heard that. I heard Philly, that. Philly, have you ever been hated on? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I deal with the haters, but it's something I don't, I don't get in the Like, I'm, that's your yeah. problem, you know. Ooh. I'm cool. Yeah, I just do me. That's all. Like I don't have any kids. I just do me. You know, I'm not. I'm not really trying to fight. I I used to be a fighter. You know, growing up in Philly, you got a whole jaw, and I got a scar on my face. You know, and that's it. That that's all it took. You know, so I don't. I don't really deal with drama. I'm a grown man. You know. I like that. I like that. Well, let me just say something. As an older brother, I see a great future for you, and I see that you are going to be a great communicator. You're going to help people that have fallen short of their calling, and it's good to have you on the show tonight. I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Philly. Now, we get ready to go on to a cause for the cause, and when we get back, you know, y'all that's out there that's listening, 
you know, we want to thank Philly for uh, calling in and communicating with us. That's a wonderful thing. So anybody thank else out there that wants to communicate, this is what we want you to do. We want you to call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And if you don't have many minutes on your number, on your phone, call in at the toll number. The toll-free number is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. And we will be right back.
All right, all right. We are back. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And we're talking about hating tonight. We're talking about finding out what's going on while we hating. Because this is our business to tell your business. Are you a hater? All right. Now, we want to go to the second subject that we want to talk about. And as we said before, if you want to call in at the call-in number and talk with us, and, you know, and, and, and whatever it is you want to talk about on this subject, you can call in at this call-in number, 347-884-8684. That number, again, is 347-884-8684. And press the number one key on your keypad if you want to call in and talk to us. Otherwise, you'll just be listening in, which we also are happy about that, too. And we still want to thank Philly for coming on and communicating oh, yeah. with us. Definitely. So if he's still on, he can still talk with us if he wants to. We'll let him in after we get finished asking this question. The second topic, why do some people hate on others? Well, we found in www.youthvoices.net discussion on why do people hate on others. One by this uh, by this person that was in the discussion by the name of Barjo, which states, as we grow up, we start to notice how some people can't get along and how friendships end for any little thing. I think the reason friendships end and people can't get along is because they hate them, because the other person could do something that they can't. So they get jealous, and that and they see that they are going somewhere in life, and they ain't. So they try to bring them down so they could be on the same level. And it's submitted by ADOT on I Hate Haters. It says, there are many reasons why people hate others, such as reasons like jealousy, envy, love grudges, and so much more. Humans will never stop hating for as long as they live. And I don't understand why humans just can't understand that all humans are the same. And it's a waste of time to hate others. The world is already crazy, as it is. And people hating just makes it worse. So this is a question, and that question is, well, there's two-part questions. Why do people hate on others? And I gave you two discussions on that, what they thought. And the second one is, do you believe that humans will never stop hating? Let's go to you, yes. so Sister Love. That's, what you think about that? That saddens me about can humans, <clears throat> can humanity not hate? Mm. And, and it, it forces me to, like, really, like, start using my mind as to think, uh-huh. as to think. And I once came across some information that went a little something like this. Uh-huh. There's only two emotions. There's only two real base emotions, and every other feeling comes from those two. And the first one, of course, is love, right? And the other one is fear. Okay, come on with it. Hate in and of itself is not the base emotion. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hate is a product of fear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that being said, that has to be hope. I mean, it's being able to conquer fear. I think, 
I think the, 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 when we sit on the couch, and I'm good for this. Here goes my confession. Let me, confessions of a hater, so sister left, a.k.a. the chunkalicious diva. Here it is. Take it down because I won't be saying it all the time. I hate it. I, I'm good for that. If I watch a, if I watch an award show, see somebody dressed up or whatever, you know, we, we tend to hate. I don't know if it's a woman thing or what, but we tend to hate criticizing what somebody looks like, dresses like, what they're doing, were they good enough, things like that. And I have to confess that, I've, you know, I've hated. I have hated. <laughs> I am a hater in recovery. But I know that that stems from fear and jealousy. From offset, I know one's going to just think it's just jealousy. How is it fear? It's jealousy to some degree because they're doing something that I want to do. But it's the main emotion is fear. Mm-hmm. And it's fear because I was too afraid to do it. Okay. It wasn't that, it wasn't really jealousy. It was fear. For if I had just conquered my fear and went after my dreams from the jump, there would be no time to be sitting on the couch. Right, right. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. So, so it comes from fear. And if we could conquer our fear as a collective consciousness, if we could conquer our fear, mm-hmm. we could eliminate hate. What about you, Strong Tower? What you think about hate? Uh, you know, why do people hate each other? And uh, do you believe that humans will never stop hating each other? Well, I just like to say I've been hating most of my life. Come on, man. You know, well, you know what? He's like, are you a lifelong? He's a lifelong hater. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I'm here. I need, I need help. <laughs> oh, Lord. I need some okay. help. Welcome to the rehab show. I need the I haters need, rehab show. I figured show. that if I just spell the truth, maybe I can get over this problem I got. I used to hate white people. Mm-hmm. When I found out that we were slaves mm-hmm. and we would sneak mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. and we had sneak cotton for nothing. Lord help us. You know, I used to go a place. And I go to a movie theater, wasn't nothing in there but a whole bunch of white people. Uh-huh. I would tell the whole theater, "What you looking at?" <laughs> you, you know, and, you know. And then my dad said, "Why are you like that?" I said, "Well, you know, they made out four pairs of slaves, and I just don't like them." Wow. He said, "Guess what? You're gonna have most of your trouble with your own black folks when you grow up." So as I grew up, I started noticing that I was having more problems out of black folks than I was out of those white people. So did you stop hating white folks and start hating black folks? I started hating white people. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I started hating white people and black people. Oh, see, you now. (laughs) Hey, y'all, y'all going to have to help me on the other. Oh, Jesus. Okay, okay, go on. Then, as I started getting into the word, the word was letting me know I can't go to heaven if I'm hating. And then I started started having behaviors that other people hated Mm. that were coming out of me. Mm -hmm. And I saw their reaction to me. And I started, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to have to turn around because I'm turning into that which I hate. Ooh. And I didn't like that. So I had, to, I had to start flipping. I had to start peeling off these, these layers right, like right, right, right. of myself. And right. I'm starting to love myself more. And I'm starting to love the people that I come in contact with now. Okay. I, you know, and I'm looking at the good now other than the bad, you know. Well, that's pretty doggone good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to just say it was a minute where I did hate on something. It wasn't a moment that I wasn't hating. <laughs> I said, you know, I can't stand him. Full time I was a full time. Yes, I was. I'm not going to lie about that. I mean, there was a lot of stuff I was hating on because here it is, here it is. I'm thinking, you know, I'm a lover in the world. And then I got some haters hating on me, doing stuff to me, you know, uh, making me mad about certain things. 
And, you know, and I was like, you know what? I hate, I hate that person. I hate that person. But what I was hating was not the person. Mm-hmm. What I was hating was what the persons was doing to me. Uh-huh. You know, and how do you fix people like that, that, you know, they constantly want to see how you react well, to Well, you stuff. don't, you don't right. fix them, yeah. you yeah. fix yourself. You know, I even got a frown on my face. Probably about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you right. really do. Well, you know so, what I'm sister, right. so Sister Love hit it on the, on the money, and she said it's the fear. You know, when you see people acting up, then you get a little nervous, like, you know, what's going to happen to me, what's happening in the future. Mm. You know, you get afraid of the unknown. You right. know what I mean? Right. So you say, you know, am I going to really become this thing? What is going to happen to right. the world? Mm-hmm. Is the world going to blow up? Mm-hmm. Is it going to come to an end? Mm-hmm. And then you start hating the fact that you were even born. Now, what do you think about that? Well, let's go over here and talk to Philly. Philly is still online. Philly, are you still there on the line? I'm here. I'm going to be honest with you guys for a second. Like, the real reason I called, because I, I think I got a situation, and I, I think it might be hating if we we really just going to call a spade a spade. It's like, and in my life, in my overall life, like, I'm cool. Like, in every aspect of my life, I think I'm cool, except my love life. Like, it suck. And I think you oh, guys hit it on the nail on the head, huh? That's the way I be feeling, man. You know what I'm saying? Love life be sucking. That's why I be mad. I can feel No, you. but my, my problem is I'm attracted to the wrong type, and I already know that. Like, I know that. And the, the person that I'm seeing now is, like, freaking married. Like, so I, it's like, yeah. But that's really me, like. Hmm? The ones that you want. They, those are the ones that's married, and the ones you don't want is the ones you keep attracting. Yeah, I attract the wrong type, and I keep <laughs> rolling with it. So I'll always, I think I'll always be single, but I'll always be dating. Like, I'll I'll forever be dating, but never in a relationship. Never. Why? Why? Why, Philly? Because I, I attract the wrong type. Either they're by, they're in a, on a whole freaking other coast, they're married, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're already attached. They're not ready to be in a relationship, or I'm not ready to be in a relationship at the time. Plus, I'm moody. Like, I'm a Virgo. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really like to, to cohabitate. Like, I always want my own. You know what I mean? So it's just like... Right, right. I understand that. And I'll always put work. I'll put work and family, you know, like my, my mother and my sisters, because they've, they've been riding with me my whole life. Like, I'll, I think I'll put work and my family, you know, above my significant other, so it's, it's a lot. Like, my love life is suck, and I'm, I think I'm a hater when it comes to that. Like, I hate on, on people when I see them out and happy, you know, just to myself and my mind. Like, please don't do TBA in front of me. <laughs> and you know what? You're not by yourself. You, you know You know what I can't stand for TBA either. Hey, you know, you ain't by yourself. I mean, because oh, you want to be no, you ain't the only one. There's a whole lot more that are out there just like you and just like us. We all got our problems, yeah. but what it is is that we got to recognize what we hanging around, what where we going to go find out where we want to get a love it's, life. It's that today. passion. No, it's passion. It's, it's really, it's, it's, I can't really explain it. You just got to be caught up in the moment. And it's like, I, I don't really have a problem with, you know, the girl dude. Like, I know who he is. He don't know who I am. But it's uh, like, I'm I'm not a hating type dude. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not I'm not cocky either while I'm sitting back. Like, you right. know, I'm boning your chick on the low. Like, it's none of that. It's just, it's that passion that she and I share. 
that they don't have right now, and it might be temporary for us, and I'm kind of cool. Like, I'm content with that right now in my life. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm really... Go ahead. Okay. We listening. We listening. No, I, I just I, I can't explain. It's just it's just okay, well, it's, it's that always that passion, you know, that make me make reckless decisions with my love life. Okay, well let's let's see what Strong Tower might be able to say. He he over here. He wants to have something to say to you. So Strong Tower, what you got to say to Philly? All right, let's see okay. what's happening here. No, I, I don't uh, talk in hate, but what I'm hearing from you as a young man, and then I'm seeing that you are a very positive, you come from a positive family structure, and there are powers that be that want you to turn into something else, okay? It's it's a lot of wonderful ladies out there would love to have someone like you in their lives. They're single, they're God-fearing. So my, my word for you is seek the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, Okay? I did prison time. I, I did prison time, long prison time, by being around the wrong people, having my own place, and mm-hmm. sleeping in the wrong bed, and stuff like that. But it's powers that be that want you to go off into a direction that you you can't come back from. They want that power to be wants you to be in a room that don't have a window that don't have a door. That power to be wants you to be incarcerated, wants you to be on drugs, wants you to be something other than who you are. Okay. Hey. You. First, find out who you are in yourself, because it took me, I, w- I went to prison when I was 38, okay, older than you are, a lot older than you are t- right now, first time ever doing time. But let me just say, you have a calling on your life, I'm not saying it's a ministry, but you have something positive you can give to people, stop just focusing on self so much, okay, because sometimes that can be your worst enemy. I, and I All struggle right. with that. I hear you. I struggle with that. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I have two questions for you before we go any further. I read a lot of, like, self-help books, and I'm trying to improve myself, but it's still, like, a, a confusion. I'm thinking it's just my 20s right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do want to, like, improve certain certain aspects of my life, preferably my love life, but it's, like, it's just something that maybe I still have to find myself. But um, where do I find these people that you're talking about? Like, I've been looking. I've been everywhere. I'm I'm, going to chime in here only because I can dig dig where you're coming from. As a single woman who has has gotten very good at self-sabotaging relationships, Mm. part of that was... um, Hating on self, which we'll be talking about later on. Yeah. But part of that was hating on myself and having to learn day by day to love myself and realizing I had a friend tell me literally probably about a month ago, she said, you know, because I, I do a little hating on the PDA. I, I, I do. And, and so I, I'm chuckling with you. I'm laughing with you, brother. So I had my friend tell me, she said, that's because you, because I love love. Like, I love love. Yeah. And she diagnosed me and said, I have to eat this truth. She said, but you don't believe in love for yourself. And right. I said, hmm, I'll have to scratch my head on that one. Yeah. And I, I believe it don't have a meaning. I really believe love has it, it has a meaning we don't know, like no one knows. It's just, we just mistaken that, that first happy emotion for love. We don't uh-huh. really know. You know what I'm saying? Like, the love I had for my mom, I never had it for anybody else. So I don't, 
So I, I can't call it love when I meet a woman. Like, I don't know because I don't love her the way I love my mom or, or even the way I, I love my sisters or my niece. So it's, it's different. Well, can we, can we can can we can we just put you on hold for a minute? And we're gonna put this other caller on. Don't go nowhere. And don't Philly. go nowhere because we ain't okay. finished with you, Philly. Okay, we ain't finished. All right. All right, hold on. Hello. Caller, this is your your number is six one four zero four six eight. You on the line at the line? Yes, it is. What's happening? What's happening? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio. This is uh, Professor uh, Reality. How you doing? Hey, 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 hey. Professor hey. Reality. How you doing? What's going yeah. down? Uh, I wanna, I see. I wanna, yeah, we want to ask a question. Uh, why do people hate on others? And do you believe <laughs> that, that uh, do you believe that, uh, Hate, you know, that humans will continue to hate forever. Um, let's see. Uh, well, there's multiple different ways that you could put hate in, in these categories. Um, I think that most people choose to hate on the wrong people and don't try to love the right people. Um and and the best way that I can explain this is uh, the gentleman that was uh, on the phone before, he said that he just usually chooses the wrong females. And um, I don't think that it's choosing the wrong females. I think it's just putting itself in the wrong place at you know, that particular time. Okay. All right. People I who I think – go ahead. I wanted you to elaborate because you elaborate that's on that so, a little that's bit. That's so profound when you say – we hating on the wrong folks. Okay. And, and what you said, we hating on the wrong folks, not loving the right folks. Say that again. And could you elaborate? That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, okay. what I mean by well, hating on the wrong folks, like if you're if you're talking about someone who is uh becoming successful or you know is finding the the right path in life, I think that that's the wrong time to be hating on somebody. Um. And to elaborate, you know, not loving the right person, those people who dress inconsiderate for others, who teaches other people's children to thirst and, uh, and, and do uh, bad things, I, I want to say like drug dealing, things like that, or or just try to find the wrong spouse, we need to actually open up arms and uh, pretty much accept them for who they are and try to love them a little bit better. Good. But they don't okay. have an excuse in life. So you say that people find excuses. Well, I'm sorry. You find this is strong power. People find excuses to hate. Yeah. This place fear. That, that, that's the thing. And this place fear, huh? Most people, most people, I think, tend on to hate on people who make themselves better in life instead of hating on the people who are actually not doing anything in life. Like, let, let's say uh, a gentleman outside wanted to sell some drugs to somebody else. Most of the people out in the real world won't say anything to that person because they're afraid of what he or she is going to do instead of having the strength or the power of, you know, the Lord on their side and actually getting their, their communities together. We tend to hate on others that uh, are becoming a little bit more uh, prosperous, if I may say or use that word, prosperous in, in the way of, you know, getting to money or getting, to, you know, uh, personal achievements. Uh, I think that's... People hate because they can't get to that level 
satisfaction. Uh, most people would even hate on me because the way that I, you know, phrase myself, the way that I may think, they hate on you because you're doing something talking about. Um, I just think that definitely people need to come together and um, actually not hate on the wrong people, but actually hate on the right people. I'm talking about like these hip hop artists that are out there, you know, cursing, teaching their kids how to take their butts and, and step, uh, you know, disrespecting the others. Uh-huh. Okay, well, you know, I think that that's where we need to love those people. Okay, well, uh, p- uh, p- Professor Reality, uh, hold on for yes, a minute. Ma'am. We gotta go. We gotta go to a break, and then we will be right back. Okay, cross on over. All right, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Both we see both of y'all. Don't go nowhere. Philly and Columbus. Don't go nowhere. Hold on. We just go into a break. It's good. good.
we are back. This is the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on yeah. BPR, and we are talking about your business. We talk about it's our business to tell your business. Mm-hmm. Are you a hater? And we get ready to find out between part one, part two, and then part three <laughs> on if we can rehab a hater. Mm-hmm. Whoever you is out there, we got something for you. Know what you hate. Know what you hate. That's right. So, you know, we are going to get back on the subject because we heard Columbus and Philly talking about, you know, hating on others, whether it's lovers or hating on others in the wrong time to be hating. You know, when you're supposed to be loving, you hating and carrying on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Columbus and Philly on the line together and let let us begin and, and yeah, let us reason together. And we and Soul Sister Love has something that she wants to say before we actually put the two on the line so that we can get an understanding. So that help one another. Yeah, because that's what it's all about. I'm I'm very blessed today to have you know uh, people in the house that mm-hmm. want to know what to do yeah, to, to help the right themselves thing. in the right situation. Yeah, where y'all at? Now, you know this is the call-in number. Y'all need to call in. This is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. Press the number one on your keypad and get on the line and have something to say. Women, we need you, too. I see the men participating. Come on. Come on in now, y'all. All right. Now, soul I, sister, what you got to say? Soul sister love. You know, That's right. Soul sister love. Philly, Philly, this is for you. And, and, and Columbus, I want you to chime in, too, after Philly tells me what he thinks. Right. But All right. I had um, I had, I had, a, I had an epiphany, so to speak, you know, um, while we were listening to, to the OJ. Uh-huh. And I understand that what I'm starting to understand that speaking for myself, I believe that it was fear. It was fear of the fear of love is why I'm still single and and self-sabotage my relationship. Now, Mm. I'm going to give about, well, wait a minute, hold on before we get started. I'm going to give about uh, three minutes or three minutes and a half for us to talk on this, you know, so that we can go to the next subject. We don't want to be late. Go ahead, Philly. You heard her question. Do you think it's fear? Fear is causing you to self-sabotage your relationships, the fear of of real love? It is no, it's not the fear of real love. It's the fear of me wanting to be successful in life and chase my dreams. And I don't think I can really do that. If I, I don't think I can really do that and commit my commit to a person. You know, so I'm I'm like I said earlier, I'm cool with where I'm at right now in life. I'm not looking for anything real. I like I love love, but I'm not really chasing it right now. I'm not really, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I'm not, but the, the, the downside of it, what made me think about, this is my whole thing. Whenever I run into somebody now because I am 27, people are looking at me like, well, are, are you married or do you have children? You're a good guy. Why are you not with nobody? Like, I hear that from everybody, but I'm kind of cool with my love life. You know, but I, I do hate on couples because they have something that, you know, ultimately one day I do want. I don't know if it will ever happen, but I do want it, just not right now. Well, you know what that's understandable. That's understandable, uh, uh, Philly, because, you know, uh, if you're in a career setting where you're trying to get you together, even though you were want to have a relationship, uh, well, you know, and not only that, but, you know, who when you're in a pepper-chasing mode, 
to right. get self together. Yep. You can't bring nobody in on what you're trying to do for yourself, not unless them themselves right. are, yeah. are are wanting to be, or, or they on the same path the same as mind. you are, and they in the same mind. Now we're gonna ask Professor Reality since since we're or got we got him on too, uh, Professor Reality. What do you think about this? You know because uh, is saying that. You know, he is, you know, not ready. You know, he, he would love to have a relationship, but the, what he's looking at right now is getting himself together. And perhaps one day, after he got it all together, he can look for somebody, you know, in the love direction. What you got to say about it, Professor? Well, um, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, I mean, Philly, do you know what I'm doing right now? No. Okay. <laughs> now, let me tell you. Um, I'm 25 years old, as a matter of fact. Um, okay. I'm sitting inside the house with my daughter, my wife who's pregnant. And, um, I own my own business, and I have two jobs. And I take care of every single one of them, and I still have time for my family. Um, Very good. I think that uh, definitely your focus is good. I just feel like that the way that you're going about it, you're not going to have a relationship until you turn 50. And by that time, you ain't going to be no good for anybody because you're going to be wasting too much time on yourself. Um, we're not supposed to be looking for success so fast. We're supposed to actually live life to the fullest, which means that you can put success inside of your lifestyle, but you can't have uh, a successful lifestyle without having a um, that's your true success. That's 100% success. Uh, you can't really count a relationship off of money or off of, you know, meaningless possession. You can only count them by the moments that you take with each other. Um, having those extra steps in life, taking care of your wife, taking care of your children, and taking care of yourself, that's the most important. Money is important, but it is not the most important when it comes to having a, a meaningful relationship. And that's just coming from experience, um, experience being with uh, a loved home Okay, you kind of like cutting up a little bit, Professor, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. Philly, we got the gist about it, but Philly, what you want to say about that? No, I, I dig him. The thing, the thing is about him and most, most of the people that I said I hate on lovers is, Dude, you built a family. I was born into a family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have, I have, I have. I'm the, I'm the oldest male in my, my me, like my whole, my mom and my dad's side of the family. I'm the oldest living male, so I got all these people behind me. I got four nephews that I've been taking care of since I was 15. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like I don't live for money. I live for accomplishments and marriage because I see the mistakes that future people like future generations before me made and I'm I'm carrying the load for that and I've been for the last ten years uh, of my life. So that, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, like I see where you're coming from. Um I'm sorry to cut you off, Philly, but uh I, my sister she has eight kids. I used to watch her kids ever since I was like ten sixteen. And um uh, yeah. And it it took me a while to figure out certain my life. And um I just had to pay attention, you know, very closely, and it made me want to become a family man because I knew what I knew to do. This is Strong Tower. Can I interject something real quick? Go ahead. I'm an older generation guy. Everybody wasn't meant to be married in their 20s, right. in their 30s, 
But what, what Philly has to be very careful about is that he's not leaving a string of baggage along the way. Okay. Correct. Uh, when you live a uh, when you live a carefree life, when you live a life of singleness, then actually what you're doing is you're sleeping in a defiled bed. Okay. You're going to be laying with somebody, so the guilt is going to set in somewhere. You're going to have to check that guilt unless you live a life of celibacy, which I doubt very seriously. What? Okay? He might not. He might want to. And later, you know, <laughs> on, you know uh, can I can I, can I can I intercept with that? Uh, sure, can go I ahead, intercept Dylan. with that? Yeah. Um, it, it's Columbus, but it's okay. Um, oh, is that Columbus? Okay, yeah. come on, <laughs> come on Sorry. Definitely, I can I was, understand where he's coming from. Uh, 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 is it Mr. Charles, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Strong Tower. Okay, Strong I can Tower. see. I can see where you're coming from, it's Mr. Strong Tower. Okay. I, I can see that uh, where the person that, that you're talking about living in Philly isn't having a celibate lifestyle and doesn't have a carefree, you know, uh, mentality. But I think definitely the direction that you are in right now in Philly is a positive one. But the only thing that you have to do is you have to set aside yourself. That's the thing. That's the problem. And this, and that this I don't mean to cut you off, but that's that's when I start feeling guilty and I feel selfish is when I try to do that, when I try to, you know, pull away and do other things. I feel like I'm now taking from my nephew. Like, I dated a girl with kids. She was single. I was single. And then I find myself, like, going out to the movies and treating her and her kids. And I'm like, yo, I got... I got a four-year-old nephew at home. I should be doing this stuff with him. You know what I'm saying? So then I start feeling bad. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's hard for me to find that that balance, is that medium. Well, like it's, it's hard for me. You know, man, I had to. Philly, when the time is right, it it'll happen. It's, I'm I'm so glad y'all participated in this conversation. Yeah, this is, even this though is I've cool. been sitting back, you know, taking it all in, because I, I feel you. I, I'm just a female version mm-hmm. of you. You, you dig? Um, I understand completely where you're coming from, Philly. I really do. And I just, all I can say is, when the time is right. And that's how I feel. When the time is right. And he said, I'll be a 50 year old man. And I already know, you know what? I'm going to be a, 50, a successful 50 year old man. I'm going to be paying to play. I'm going to have a, a nice little 20 some eye candy that just come wait, over. I'm going to have to pay a cell phone bill. This is, this, sorry to cut you off, Philly, but this is my favorite saying. If you play young, you'll be working hard as hell when you get old. If you work hard right now, play a little bit later. What you're, saying, what you're talking about is that you'll be able to pay to play, right? Yeah. You're going to pay the wrong person, and that person's going to suck you all the way dry like a vampire. And I mean, you're going to look no, at the I know the game. I know the game. Person. That's what I'm saying. I, I was never tied down. I've been, <laughs> I've been playing this game. You dig me? Like I'm playing this game as, as young male. So I'm going to know the game when I get older. See, but that's the problem. That's the problem with reality. Everybody loves to say that they play the game, but the game always plays us out. I mean, I've seen men who are, you know, around my mother, around, you know, uh, my sister, and I've seen them try to play the game, and sometimes the game end up collapsing right on them. I mean, oh, trying to play the game. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have, you know, those one steps at a time. You like a baby when you're when you're going. No, there's no women. string. There's no string. They don't know what you got. If you play the game right now, you just make them happy. You give them what they want. They give you what you want. You be on your way. It's nothing personal. Right. Not and I'm gonna finances. But then that's 
that's when you get to the point to where, like, you're thinking about your nephew and you feel bad for everybody else and why you can't, you know, feel like that you need to, you know, fulfill other people's, you know, life, life happinesses instead of yourself. I mean, definitely you should take a good look and take a stop break for a minute and be like, you know what, instead of playing the game, get yourself right. Because the moment that you get yourself right, then you can get your That's heart good. and your mind right. I battle that. I battle with that every day. I'm not fighting for nothing. I don't have a wife. I don't have children. I'm not fighting right. for the country. The, my only real responsibility. Hello? Everybody there? Sorry. Hello? Yeah. Home owning, home, my home, own, you know, owning my own home was the only real important thing to me. Like, that, that was an investment that I was taking seriously throughout right. my whole 20s my only real responsibility, but now I have my nephews and they're my motivation. Like, really, I don't want them to go through any of this that I went through. None of it. Like, these are people that's already here. That's why I can't even think about having kids because they're here right now. Okay. You know what I mean? There's times that they're well, looking at me and they're Let's look at it like stuff, this. So. Let's look at it like this real quick, Philly, is that uh, in the next three years, where do you feel like you're going to be at, buddy? Excuse me? I'm sorry, my phone went on, on me. In an in the next three years, where do you feel like you're going to be at? Um, hopefully, I'll be a senior VP with the company. Okay. Okay, now now you said that you're raising okay. your nephews, right? Hey. I'm not going to be raising them, but I'm not. I'm sorry, what was that? No, I'm, I'm not necessarily raising them, but I'm their, their male figure. Okay. okay, and within you being a male figure, don't you feel like that you need to have a female figure also? In order to have a strong male figure, you got to have a strong female figure standing right beside you so the children who are males can see that this is the role that they need to play as a husband or future husbands or future males. I mean, you can't have a relationship with your nephews and say, this is how you got to be. You got to play the game. Because at the end of no, the day, no, I don't. I you, don't tell them that. Actually, my nephew is my nephews have never seen anybody I'm dating. I've never brought anybody home to right. my mom. Like, if anything, they just see the job. You know, I'm grown. I do my indiscretions in the dark. Like most people just see me on right. the edge. You know, but they well, have, they have a positive, a positive yeah. female in their life. They have, they have a mother and a grandmother. You know, they see positive women that that's in right. relationships around them. And my right. my nephews aren't. I'm talking you know, about. I'm talking women. about you. I want to see. I want to. I want to hear something about you because I know that they have their actual family, like the females that they're around. But the main people that they're looking up to is you, male. If they never see you with a female, maybe they think that you're playing a game on the side. I mean, because every child sees the reality of another person that they look up to. Like I have a daughter. She sees me. How strong I am. What was that? I said you got you got me stuck. I can't answer that. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Why can't hold you on. answer it? Wait, that's a, that's easy. On. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let me come in. Cut it in. All right. Uh, strong Tower wants to have something to say. Yeah, and then we, then we go. Then we get ready to take a break and we get ready to go to the next, yeah. you know, the next thing yeah. that we got to talk about. But this is good. And we're going to have number two to go through this one. But hold your horses. Hold on for a minute. Strong Tower. Okay. Let me reiterate one more time. Everybody's life is not, there's not one person on this earth that has a life that's just like someone else. It's good to have a family, family man, but everybody was not meant to be married early. Uh, some people were meant to be married late, middle, middle age. 
But in the meantime, it sounds like to me that you're a very responsible person, mm-hmm. that your responsibilities are overriding any inefficiencies that's in your life, anything that's going on in your life that you're not quite happy with. It sounds like to me that your successes are greater than your failures. So what you need to do yeah. now is just focus on what you're doing right, stay away from the negative elements, and I believe that you're going to be okay and the Lord's going to speak to you and he's going to let you know what it is that you need to make the next major move in your life, okay? Okay. okay. All right. Now, when the hope- time comes, Philly, you'll know. Yeah, you'll know it, Philly. Now, let's go. Let's we, go. Thank, we thank uh, Professor Reality Yo, for Professor his words. Professor Reality, great. you are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's what I want to be. Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, he get ready to come well, on to the show I wanna, next week now. Can I, can I reiterate <laughs> what, I, what, what, what Mr. Uh, Strong? Oh yeah, I, it's just going to take a few seconds. I understand okay. exactly uh, where it's coming from. By all means, you are you know going in the right direction. But I mean, most people you can say you can get married later, but you won't be able to have that long time with that person. I mean, in the back of my mind, younger is better sometimes because you can get all those you know things that you want to do knocked out of the way, and you can carry on being much older in life with the spouse that you care about, with the children that you're going to have instead of later, because later might mean that you might not have any kids, or you might not have that lifestyle that you are really looking for. It's uh, it's always good to sit back and relax and take a good look at reality and see as reality really is and and, and kind of focus in on yourself and then focus in on others also. That's the main importance okay, that you I have want, to do is focus in on others. I want to, I want to re, reiterate. <laughs> now, what about, what about the ones, the people that get married early, wind right. up having two or three or four divorces? Come on, y'all. We're supposed to be on right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. Now, what about the what about the the overflow of divorces in this country of people who marry too soon and then they wind Ooh. up being, they really choose to be with later on in life so we can't really figure out a person's roadmap unless they you know tell us what it is and unless they live it themselves so it's not always good to jump up and get married because a lot of times you marry people you exactly. don't exactly you, know, you just lucked up and found the one you, if you, you got one of the it lucky ones. Right, you have to be ready. You have to be 100% ready. You just can't always say that you want to play the field and think that by the time you get to that certain reality, we got to go. That's what I was definitely getting people to understand that going through a relationship does not mean you jump. It means that you take care of yourself, but then you have to focus on Hold on. That's how you. Now you can look the word up again and again 
But the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friend And if you ask me, you know I couldn't be much help Because a friend's somebody you judge for yourself Some are okay and they treat you real cool And some mistake your kindness for being the fool We like to be with some because they're funny Others come around when they need some money Some you grew up with around the way And you're still real close to this very day Homeboys through the summer, winter, spring and fall and then they told me which we never knew at all. And this list goes on again and again. But these are the people that we call friends. Enemies. 
You wonder how long it was all going on And you're still not sure if your flatty is gone You say, well, if she took him, he was never mine But deep inside, you know that's just another lie And now you're kind of cold towards people you meet Cause of something that was done to you by some creep But nevertheless, I'll say it again That these are the people that we call friends Self-hatred and shame are important factors 
in some or many mental disorders, especially disorders that involve a perceived defect of oneself or body dysmorphic disorder. So self-hatred is also a symptom of many other personality disorders, including borderline personality disorder as well as depression. It can also be linked to guilt for someone's own actions that he or she views as wrongful. Uh, In other words, survivor guilt. So putting it over here to Soul Sister Love, Soul Sister Love, what is your interpretation of self-hatred and why some people hate on themselves? Well, I can only speak for my experience. I can't really, you know, experience is the best teacher. And and I think um, I can speak from two perspectives. One for myself when we say um, that borderline personality disorder, when somebody hates themselves, mm-hmm. low self-esteem, mm-hmm. shame. When you're an, um, a survivor, um, like an abuse, abuse survivor, you tend to have that kind of self-loathing. And it, 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 and shame. Uh-huh. So shame is a big part of it. That's that's so true. Right, right, um, right. And it takes it takes work to, to to begin to shed that shame and to begin to love yourself. You feel dirty. You feel you know. You just you don't you just don't love yourself. And when you don't love yourself, you can't you can't love anybody else. So you can't do nothing but that. Okay, I, I can dig that. And then the other perspective. Um, when we talk about um, self-hatred when it's a group. And I, and I have, there's this interesting, interesting, if you go to, like, YouTube and you put in the, the baby doll pack, uh-huh. where they have these random kids of different ethnicities, uh-huh. and they have them pick a doll. It's a little white baby doll, a little black baby doll, and they uh-huh. ask them which uh-huh. one is the prettiest. Right, right. And they, ask, they often go to the white doll. I believe things like that is instilled in children at a young age and that comes from the media images that we see in the TV, the negative stereotype, right? That's right. And where they have skinny people up in there Same doing thing. all their modeling, and here we is, plump and luscious, <laughs> and we just as fine as they is. Now we hating ourselves because we want to be skinny mini in order to get in the mini dress so we can look fine. Or maybe those men that don't even want no bones. Right. That's right. <laughs> meet us from men. Okay. So, Star uh, Power, what do you got to say about, you know, why people hate themselves or what what, what can you what can you say about what self-hatred is from your point of view, from, uh, you know, from experience, you well, know, you why know. people hate on each other? Uh, being 63 years old, I've had a oh, chance. No, not on each other, but yeah. on themselves. I've had a chance to experience a lot of <laughs> hatred as far as ethnic uh, authenticity comes from, where people come from, and uh, uh, black and white hatred, prejudice, the Klan, a lot of it. And, and we have to be careful not taking on the spirit of the oppressor. Those people who have instilled their lifestyle upon the innocent. Have you ever hated yourself? Yes. I tell tell us a little bit about what you hated on about yourself. I think the first time I, I hated myself when I was outside, I was young, I was playing in the yard with a white uh, neighbor uh, child, and then the neighbor's child told the child to come in because uh, she didn't want that uh, her child to be out there playing with a black child. And that's when I first realized 
that I was different from that other child I was running around with. Have they ever called you Blackie or anything? Well, I've been called the N-word on several occasions. Really? Okay, and that made you not like yourself? Well, that made me feel as if somebody in in my race, didn't do what they were supposed to do. What? Put a lot of color on you or something? No, they didn't X out that factor that was causing the problem. Because, you know, we hear of some, some of the men back in our days that took care of those people who were oppressing others. They didn't run away. They didn't hide. They fought against oppression. They fought against the Klan. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like maybe our forefathers didn't fight hard enough to get rid of that hate factor, that power that power struggle went to the whites instead of the blacks, mm. and we became subservient to their will. And I felt that maybe if, our, if my forefathers had fought harder, which now I understand they didn't have anything to fight with except prayer, and, and because the power was already in the hands of the oppressor, mm-hmm. they destroyed the Indians. Okay. They destroyed all those, the Chinese, all those who they came in contact with because they had the power of the bullet. Okay. And I didn't understand that. All right. I, I do now. Well, let's let's go over here and pick with uh, Professor uh, Reality <laughs> and see what Professor Reality might have to say about why people hate on themselves and, and has he ever hated himself? Professor Reality, are you on the line? Professor Reality? Can you hear me? Okay, I can no. hear you. Uh, the question is, why some people hate on themselves and have you ever hated on yourself? It was something about you well, that you didn't like. <laughs> well, no, I've, I've hated on myself. Uh, I love myself completely. I think the main reason uh, people hate on themselves is because they are We live in a country that say, well, you're this color, you must ethnic group that of knowing who they are people and Okay, you kind of like about uh, Professor uh, Reality, oh. your, your phone is kind of like going in and out. Uh, we can't hear you much, but you go going ahead and... One second. Okay, and, and what we're going to do is go to uh, Philly and, and ask him what's going on. We'll be right back with you. Okay. Philly. Hey, Billy. Okay. I'm here. Okay, wait a minute. Hold, hold, hold on, Professor Reality. Hold on. Uh, 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 oh, no. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, the question is, why do some people hate on themselves, and have you ever hated on yourself? What did you hate about yourself? Uh, I, I've never really um, hated on myself, but I did. I, I went through like my informative years, which is like a little complex. I grew up in in Jersey. That's where all my people's from, and I'm dark skinned. And you know, all my life, I heard. Well, you know, the first five years, I heard, oh yeah, yeah, cute little dark skinned, you know, boy, whatever, whatever. Then my mom she transferred to North Carolina. I mean, not North Carolina, Knoxville, Tennessee. So it was like from 5 to 12, you know, I grew up in the middle of, of white land. And, you know, and if there was a uh-huh. black person, 9 out of 10, uh-huh. he was biracial. So my right. whole life I've always been that standout, you know, that one dark skin boy. So my whole life I've always heard those. Hello? Uh, hello? Yeah, my, my okay. 
but then all that changed when I when I moved to Philly, you know, and I looked around and I seen a bunch of other dark skinned people looking like me. But you know, it, it was difficult in Knoxville, Tennessee. You know, I definitely didn't want friends. That's why I stopped all that friend stuff. I never brought anybody into my circle. You know, but um, that was it. I never really hated on myself after that. I'd like to say that's very good. Uh, you're a very smart young man, and you realize, I believe, that you coped well in your environment, even though you were the only dark-skinned black there. Yeah. I went through the same thing when I lived in Newark, Ohio. We were the only black family at the school. We got along with everybody well. I didn't get into a fight until I came here to Columbus. So it's not really uh, the people, per se, black and white. A lot of times it's the environment in which the ignorance reigns. It's where people are ignorant of the fact. You know, if you're around intelligent intellectuals, people who understand that we all in one blood, then you won't have any problems. You can be around your own dark-skinned people. And, and, you know, what I say your own, which we all are, are kin, but what I meant by that, you can be around nothing but black, dark-skinned folks and, and have all the problems you would ever want. So it depends on, it depends on where you choose to be and, and uh, how they are when you're around them. You know what? I wanted to I wanted to add my little two cents in there. You know, I did. I hated on myself. It took me a long time to accept what was happening with myself. You know, my problem was was that I had a flat butt. And you know, uh, check this out. Some more. Remember some more on Queen the Queen, Queen you know, Queen of Comedy. Yeah, and she used to talk about her flat butt. All right, I felt like how she did. She was the one that got me out of the idea of, you know, having this complex about booty. You know what I'm saying? And I used to hate it because, you know, men always be talking about, well, I ain't going to say all men because I ain't had all men. But I will say I had some. Okay? (laughs) And they always be sitting around talking about, you know, big booty. You know what I'm saying? Big butt. Like, God, you know, somebody drink you know, Yeah, oh. you know, something to take and put some food, a platter of meat and sit some stuff on. Right? And I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't got one of them. But you know what? I'm glad I don't got one of them because, you know, I found out later, you know, talking to a couple men that I didn't even have in my life which said that they booty stink. You know what I'm saying? Uh. They say they booties be sinking, right? You know, they be so big, they got a little bunk up around there. You know, they can't get to it like they should. Yeah, if you hate it now, you hate it. <laughs> so, so, so what my problem was was that, hey, it, when I heard when I heard Samora talking online, you know, on her comedy show about her butt and how nice looking she was, I recognize that, you know what, I'm a nice-looking woman, and my butt don't stink. It's so, it not that black. And, 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 no, you and know, <laughs> go ahead. No, I just wanted to say this about my complex. Like, I love dark blood. Like, I love a bad dark skin. Philly, you there? Hello? Let me put my earpiece in. Hold on. My iPhone screen is sensitive. No, I said I, I love dark-skinned women, but I'll never have a, a baby with one. Like my my baby will definitely be biracial, so she wouldn't have to go through what I went through. Oh, that is, that is so. Like that's real talk. That's real talk, though. That's that's the realest thing I ever said in my life. I date a dark-skinned woman all day, but I won't have a baby with her. Nope. 
You know what? That mm-hmm. might be the key to your problem, Phyllis. Because, because you know, and it might be who wants you. Because that might be what's meant for you. Because what you're doing, you're profiling. Hey. Yeah, you're hey, my name is Philly, and I have a problem. That's true. <laughs> I'll own that. <laughs> I just, I won't do it. And I see little dark-skinned pretty babies all the time, but no, I won't do it. I have okay. to say this. You know what's funny? My I come from a light-skinned family. We wear bones in, in, in my family. And all my mom's siblings, there's four girls and two guys. They all married darker skin, whether it was a man or a woman. So like my two uncles, they married darker-skinned women. My my aunt and my mother included married darker-skinned men. And because they were teased a lot, um, it's so it's so funny, and this this can help. This this breeds self hatred as well because you get you get it from both ends when you're when you kind of red bone. Mm-hmm. You're not black mm-hmm. enough for for black folks, and and then white folks look at you, and you're not you're just not enough for them either. So you just get it. From, yeah, you just get it from from both ends, and then. I got to say something about this. Please, Professor Reality. No, that's Philly. Please, Philly, give me thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is coming from an older perspective. All right. Now, first of all, where your major mistake is you're looking on the outside of that person. You got it. You telling me that if you come in contact with a dark-skinned woman, you've got everything you want, and you gonna put her down because she's not. No, we just won't have children. Oh, we'll get married and everything. Oh, yo, we just will not have children. I'll stay with condoms. We're gonna have to come back on the show again, because we want to adopt. (laughs) Who wants to adopt you? And we want to hold your hand. That's real talk. And I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to come in contact with the most beautiful, dark-skinned black woman you've ever seen in your life. And go have my baby. And the first thing you're going to say is, can you have my baby? I feel that. I feel that. We're getting the stare again. And y'all might have a light-skinned baby. Then you gonna have me questioning who baby is this? Then we're gonna be on Murray night. Go from your show to Murray. Uh, you know what? Did you really realize that what you are are borderline racism? Oh, come no, on. I told you I love I love dark skinned women. I love I love spending my time with dark skinned women. I love their mind, their attitude. I love everything about a dark skinned woman. Just for the sake of my child, it just will not be dark skinned. Okay, That's well, the only thing. Because we just got finished talking about two emotions, love and fear, and it is the fear that leads to the self hatred and yada yada yada. Okay, you are. I think what it is is it's a fear of having, um, like you said, you said you don't want your child to go through that. You you're trying to protect your child, so it's a fear that your child will go through something that they may not be able to rebound from or get right from. That I won't be able to protect from, just you know, just something just as, as frivolous as just the color of your skin, you know. No, nah. I want a biracial baby. 
That child would have so much pride looking at both his parents. Oh, wait a or minute. Her. My fault. Okay, hold on. Let me let me bring in Professor Reality because uh, he was trying to fix his fix his little thing going on there over there with his phone. Let's add him in and let's see where. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I think he wants to call in, but he uh, he doesn't have the toll three number. Oh, there's somebody else that want to call in too. But just hold on for a minute. Okay, uh, anybody out there that have to, uh, that don't got many minutes or whatever, call in at this call-in number of 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. And anybody else that's calling in on their on phone, Calling at this calling number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And, you know, um, man, you know, this is really something, boy. I mean, I thought I was going to get the whole my whole little agenda off tonight, <laughs> but it looks like we get ready to go into part two. Okay. <laughs> Now, part two will be coming up, but, you know, I guess I'm going to have to spread it out a little bit more because it really? was important, yeah. you know, and Philly, you know, make sure that you come in yeah. on the show for part two, okay, tell, tell your friends, yeah. okay, tell your friends now, you know, about I'll put it on my Twitter. Yeah, put it out on the Twitter and let them know what's thank going you, on, you, okay? Appreciate and, it. And, 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 you know, just come on back, but... Hold on in there while we try to get Professor uh, uh, reality. reality back on the show. Just one second here, and and, and we want to appreciate appreciate you, Philly. Yes, uh, we really do. We'll be right back. With no you. problem. I have fun telling you. Professor Reality, are you online? Yeah, I'm online. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yes, sir. Now, okay. Now the question. Now you done heard us talk. And we done said a bunch of stuff. You heard Lord Miss Clark talking about things too. And so we're gonna ask you this question. We're gonna ask you, do people why do people hate themselves? And have you ever disliked something about you? Now you heard Philly when he said he was he he loved them because he's dark skinned. He loved them dark skinned women, but he ain't have no dark skinned babies. You know what I'm saying? So here it is. What what's your take? On all of this as Professor you Reality. I can kind of understand the, the kind of complex that he has right now when it comes to him having, you know, children that are um, uh, biracial and then also having children that will be, like, dark. Um, I'm self-hated because I know exactly who I came from, where I came from, that they knew where they came from. Um, I always had a lot of pride in myself. Uh, I was a quiet fellow when I was younger. Um, I think, let me see. I think the reason why people self-hate on themselves is because they don't know who they are. They don't know where they come from. They don't have enough pride within themselves to actually mm-hmm. let you know where they come from. They let other people's impressions uh, guide them in another direction than actually going towards the way they need to be going. Um, let's put it in this example. 
when the, the young lady on the phone was talking about that, you know, they had a test with uh, all the kids having, you know, black or white, you know, baby dolls, which one was prettier, uh, all the kids would say the white one. And I think I was watching something like that, too, uh, where even the black kids would say the white one was prettier than um, I think the problem that is going on is that people just don't know who they are, where they come from, and the parents are the main reason why a lot of the kids are feeling the way they're feeling. I mean, the only way to self, you know, self-hate starts is within the family. People can't you know, tell their children the truth about themselves, where they come from, who they are, uh, where their backgrounds are, you know, born with the same thought process. Oh, you're black, you're black, everybody's black, or you're white, you're white, everybody's white, instead of knowing exactly where you come from, who you know. And uh, I think definitely where the mentality comes from is a lack of maturity in the family. Your family is mature and know exactly, you know, or I think reflects on their children. The children are growing and happy with themselves and have to worry about others. If I'm made professor reality, I think that sometimes the parents don't even know. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can't teach what you, you can't teach what you don't know. You know, exactly. I, I, my parents were both two light skinned folks that got together. My grandmother's mother was was biracial, and they 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 my grandparents didn't really they used to rip the dark skin. So that's why their children mm-hmm. their children wanted dark skin. You know, but that. And that turns into that self that self hate, you know what I'm saying? And all that comes. I think I think we forget that it was how long ago was Amos and Andy? That wasn't all that long ago. You know, we ain't that far removed from that type of racism and that type of of, of hatred. I don't. Uh, and sorry for cutting you off. I don't think that it's racism, and I don't think that it has something to do with that. I think that it's definitely it's a little bit different than that. I think it's a family complex. I mean, you can say that because the parents don't know their ethnic background, don't know you know, their heritage, is why they act a certain way, then adopt another adopt another lifestyle, and then you know, promote a better life with the kids. So they know culturally who they are, what they have. I mean, it, let's say that your children... Because, you know, midnight sky, but they were born in China. Does that make them African American or does it make, make them Chinese? Right? I mean, all that's right. the truth. You find all these people out in these other worlds and they learn to adapt to where their surroundings is. They actually get self hate. I mean, if you go to China or if you go to Korea, there's no racism. I mean, yeah, they look at you and say, well, look at this. This is a brown person. Wow. But they never teach hate because they don't have hate there. Only American citizens have that kind of uh, that kind of circle where we put race as the most important thing in our life. Being this is a healthy child, is this background, and they love themselves, and my children love them, and my family members love them. We don't teach love. That's what I was saying at the beginning of hate in general. People hate in the wrong. To be hating on the people who aren't something positive, of hope. I mean, if you are teaching your children how to become something better, then just their color wouldn't mean anything. It would become. Well, okay. 
Now, we're getting ready to go on this break. We ain't got much time that's left because where I thought I was going to bring in the next topic, well, I guess that topic going to have to go over and, and spill over on haters, too, okay, which that's going to be coming up. we got an announcement to do. And uh, Professor Reality, uh, we want to thank you yeah, for, thank you. you know, your your words of wisdom and, and you know, your knowledge about what you know about. And for my buddy, Philly, Philly, I want you to come back on this show, tell your people about it. Uh, professor professor uh, Reality, tell your people about it for show number two, and just stay tuned so you can find out you know, what's up date for the next couple of weeks that's coming down the line here on the shows we're getting ready to have. But we need to take this break, and then I'll come back with the announcements, and then we'll vamp out and get ready for the next show that's coming up on It's Our Business to Tell Your Business, Are You a Hater, Part 2, all right? So just hold on in there, and we will be right back.
Oh, yeah, love is a battlefield. And that is all for this evening on Lardy Miss Clardy and company on Blog Talk Radio. I hope that you have enjoyed the throwback on the episode of Are You a Hater? Perhaps you might want us to recreate this uh, episode again. But if you like it, please tell us that you like it. Either you can do it on Facebook.com forward slash WClardy, or you can Twitter at Lardy Miss Clardy, or just, you know, comment here on the profile on this particular uh, episode that we have that you're going to be listening to, and give us a comment and tell us what you think about it, and should we get it going on for another hater role, a a whole show on it, okay? Thanks for your listening ears, and we will hear from you tomorrow, which is Run Your Mouth Night on Cray Flow Dollar. Oh, Cray Cray. Talk to you soon. Blessings, y'all. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 